are hot. This is the Bushels and Barrels program. I'm so glad you're with me. I am Ryan Peter. Bushels and Barrels on TikTok and Twitter is where you can find me. As usual, I am joined by my most beautiful bride. Say hello, Jessica. Hello, Jessica. How are you doing today? (laughs) I'm great. It is Sunday morning. It is Sunday morning. So you guys are just going to have to get used to this. Yeah. For Mm -hmm. probably, well, all through Hair Bands of Harvest, (laughs) it may be Sundays whenever we finally get around to doing this. Sunday mornings, I generally... Take it uh, easy. I, I, yeah, I don't get up and get going real, real fast. Um, you make homemade cinnamon rolls, get those in do. the oven. You do. I don't. <laughs> you just kind of get ready. Right, right. But now we're in we're in harvest. I started this week. I'm not having good luck with my combine at all. Um, not going to go into too much detail there, but I got a feeling we'll have a different one. You come. should go into detail because everybody else has struggled also that are far. Okay, let me back up. The farmers, they know your struggle. So maybe share your okay. story. Fine, fine. <laughs> I'll share my story of my combine right now. Yeah, just cry a little bit for us, I would you? T- <laughs> See, now that makes me not want to say anything. <laughs> just tell them what's going on. So I have a 2008 New Holland combine, 3,300 engine hours, 2,300 separator hours. And that's you- a lot. That's getting right? up there for separator. For us non-farmers. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's not to say that you can't keep running it. What's the difference? Engine and separator. Engine hours accumulate just when the engine is running. Okay. Separator hours is whenever whenever you're actually thrashing grain. Okay. So if I'm going down the road, I'm accumulating engine hours, but not separator hours. Gotcha. So. What's most important? Uh, f- separator hours. Okay. You know, if you have a combine that just sits around and idles all day and never really runs, I mean, nothing should be, theoretically, wor- wor- uh, worn as out. worn out. Okay. It. So so what's going on with my combine is this developed either two falls ago but it wasn't very bad and definitely last fall my hydraulic oil temperature constantly is overheating so and then the hydrostat overheats so i had the hydrostat rebuilt over the summer and i've I've had the motor the drive motor that drives the wheels rebuilt all hydraulics i was thinking maybe that maybe it was just getting wore out just because it's old 2008 new holland odd hours on it slap them both on there didn't make a damn bit of difference and now it's getting to the point where i harvest about half of a hopper and she's hot so i says that makes for a long day with not well, a whole you can't lot of get acres. nothing done yeah, yeah you can't get anything done and then here's the other thing we're putting probably i don't know two and a half to five gallon of hydraulic oil in it every day and we can't find where we're leaking it that's not good it's yeah and it's not going in the crankcase of my engine so i have no idea it's just it's it's just all these phantom problems i just okay so are you done i'm done okay (laughs) you asked me to say something (laughs) i'm kidding so i wanted you you said a long time ago i say a long time ago it's been a few years ago you said mom they always say to (laughs) trade in your combine before you replace the (laughs) 
tires on them. <laughs> yeah, I've. <laughs> is that is that like a farmer saying? I've or? heard that from a few different farmers. When the okay. front tires of your combine gets wore out, trade it. Don't try to get new tires and keep running with it, because <laughs> everything many? behind those tires is going to hell. <laughs> How many uh, years have you driven on your new tire? <laughs> two. <laughs> so maybe we should have thought about this. Should have thought about that. Yeah. <laughs> So okay. if, you're, if you're ever in the market to buy a used combine, you might just want to look at the tires first. <laughs> Is that good advice for, I, I don't know. for I young do, farmers? I don't know. <laughs> if the tires are wore out, screw it. Run. Mm -hmm. I have never met somebody so happy when something breaks down. Like, and I know you don't, you're not like super jacked that you've got a breakdown, but you've always got a smile on your face. And people that know Ryan or that farm with Ryan or, you know, our landlords, they see Ryan and they, he's having breakdowns after breakdowns or a sprayer catches on fire or whatever. And they, because that happened a couple years ago. It's an act. It's just an act. <laughs> I'm melting down inside. But I got to keep a positive face on. But not really. I mean, whenever whenever we were dating and stuff, I mean, you were the happiest dude when you were working on stuff. And whenever I, when my dad would have a quote breakdown of anything, like we were all just really ticked because it wasn't going our way. And you're just super happy jolly. So uh, I mean, I'm still doing what I was born to do. Yeah, I love farming. you. Love what you're doing. Yeah. Do yeah. I want breakdowns? Hell no. Is it frustrating yeah. as shit that I get a half of a hopper full yeah. and all my beepers and my combine start going off? Stop! Stop! Hydraulic <laughs> oil temperature overheating. Hydrostat <laughs> overheating. Yeah, I mean that sucks. Yeah. You can't. We can't harvest right now and unload on the go. Uh -huh. When we unload, we have to unload at idle. That way, it gives a chance for all this stuff to cool back down. Yeah. The last thing I can think of that it might be is the actual hydraulic cooler itself i don't know if it's plugged or got something in it it's just not circulating enough oil through there to cool it i i, I don't know but that's a five thousand four hundred dollar yeah. repair and it might fix it it might not yeah. and i'm just getting to the point where i <laughs> so do combines go on sale like vehicles do i think vehicles are go on sale in november <laughs> for new ones i will never know because i've never bought a new combine i mean i didn't know if combines had like a you know, like the car dealerships, which, you know, they have the big balloons. They have a big OC. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, <laughs> all the hoods are open. That, but, I, you know, I do think <laughs> that, you know, deer, well, yeah, I mean, deer does because I, I've got a John Deere planner and um, they had some incentives that went along with that whenever I bought my brand new John Deere planner. Mm. I don't remember what they were. Maybe I, I don't, I don't even remember. Yeah. Or maybe like 1% interest or 0% interest, things okay. like that. Yeah, yeah, they they do that. Okay. Nothing for used equipment though. No. No. Doggone. And like the combine that I'm looking at trading right now. Oh, you uh, are looking at trading. Yeah, I'm looking at trading the one okay. I got off. Okay. It's only got 900 separator hours on it. 900. And it's compared a bigger combine, to 2300. And your heads will work. Yes. Okay. It's another New Holland. Okay. Yeah. And for heads, those are you know your corn and your right. bean heads. Those you interchange right. them for farmers a non-farmer doesn't know that oh i know i know we got a lot of non-farmers sure. that listen to this yeah just want to make sure we're throwing yeah. that out there but everybody in the greater <laughs> bone gap area knows exactly what i'm talking about yes i agree mm -hmm. so okay corn is pretty good though where yeah. it's standing i have a variety of corn i'm not i'm not a guy that's going to get in a pissing match over one variety falling over versus another Mm -hmm. I've planted all of them and all of them have their great spots and all of them have their weak spots. But I got one this year that I just tried out 12 bags of it. And, uh, she don't like to, she just doesn't like to stand. Oh, I've got it right beside another variety that's tried and true for me mm -hmm. where it stands. 
really good corn. But it doesn't do me much good whenever I can't get it in the head. Yeah. So I'm not going to be buying that variety anymore. But it does have good yields. Where it stands. Yeah. It's yeah. very good corn. But it falls over. Yeah. Me and yeah. me and Cohen were joking last night whenever we were going through the fields. Like, well, the reason that's falling over is because the ears are so damn big. Just pulling it down. <laughs> Those are the skinniest stalks I've ever seen you raise, though. Like, I've never seen a skinnier really stock. yeah that could be part of the problem that's, i don't that's just my my you know farm wife opinion sure but. <laughs> sure but <laughs> i don't know the yields are good though i okay. mean they're out there i i very very pleasant you gotta surprised. go get them right that's right now yeah. we gotta go get them this is why we're here on sunday instead of friday morning <laughs> folks friday morning i gotta run <laughs> yeah you were running pretty tough hard I well you been. were fighting it you've been fighting it ran until 11 o'clock last mm-hmm. night fighting it mm-hmm Mm-hmm. Well, good. So yeah. You're going to get going after we get done here? You betcha. Okay. What's it? Now, typically, you're in the beans first, aren't you? This is the first time I've shelled corn to begin harvest in probably, I'm going to say, eight or ten years. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah. Like, for you to be in corn right now is kind of weird because I'm like, this. you're, you're typically starting out with your beans because you plant beans first and they're re- usually ready first, right? right. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. But this spring has what's led to this fall being this way, this past spring. See, I didn't start planting beans until May the 3rd. That was when my first seeds went in the ground. Mm -hmm. And then, actually, I ran out of dry ground. But I had corn ground that was dry enough I could plant corn. So I switched over, Mm -hmm. started planting corn. And once I started planting corn, I didn't stop planting corn. Yeah. So it was kind of a hodgepodge, hodgepodge spring because you were just going was, to the next dry field. Yeah, I feel yeah. Like. And that, generally speaking, that's the way it always works. Yeah. But okay. Well, I feel like sometimes you you try to get all of your beans done and then all of your corn done, or something like that. Ideally, I'd like to do that. But right. when it starts getting late in the season, yeah. You know, when it's mid May, uh-huh. that's my prime time personally that I like to plant corn. Mm-hmm. And it was mid May. About mm-hmm. that time. Okay. So, okay. Got going. Well, yeah. Harvest time is in full swing. That's right. Yeah. It's exciting. It is. Yeah. It's a little nerve wracking. It's, it's transition here at the house because you're not around anymore. Nope. When you were around like all the time. Right. <laughs> so he gone. I'm gone before Alden gets up and yeah. I'm getting home after he's in bed lots uh-huh. of times. And Alden, speaking of Alden, <laughs> he is so excited for harvest this year. He wants to be right there with you. Yesterday, he did not, he was not home, but for maybe an hour before he went to bed. Yep. <laughs> and I made him stay up because at six o'clock, he's like, mommy, I am so tired. And he was mad and upset that I brought him home from the field because he's like, they're working and it's harvest time. I got to go working. <laughs> <laughs> He was upset that he didn't get to stay. But He's going to be a farmer. Yeah, yeah. It's it's running through his brain and blood. And the mention of a new combine immediately, Alden says, we're getting a John Deere and I can't wait to ride in the tractor, <laughs> the new combine. <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I don't have anything against John Deere. And I really like the idea of having a John Deere combine. Mm-hmm. But that means I'm going to get two new heads as well. Yeah. But yeah. the idea about having a John Deere combine is... I, I do all my planting. I, I put all my information in an in operation center. Uh-huh. That's the John Deere website. And all John Deere's equipment communicates with, with each other very well. Mm-hmm. So it'd be real easy Just to have to a John over. Deere. And, but, mm-hmm. but they made that gator, and that gator is awful. In, in, all, <laughs> in all honesty, yeah, 
that gator is a lot of the reason that like I've got not near as jacked about a John Deere. Surely combine. not, I'm Ryan. Serious. You love your planter though, so that I love both my John Deere tractors and my planter. But I will say but that, that gator, gator is the biggest piece of shit I, was I have call it ever a pos. Seen. Yeah, just say yeah. shit. <laughs> it's a it's a pos for sure. Ever since we've had it. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. brand, we bought that mm -hmm. thing brand new, a piece of shit. Like, mm -hmm. you had to, those people must have had to try to make that big of a piece of. Yeah, junk. Yeah. 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 It was, it's a, it's a big, it's a big piece of junk. And the tires are awful. Yep. Not, not only the, like the engine, the engine's blown up twice or something, and then the. Well, the air conditioner quit now, in it? Oh, you're kidding. No. Does the heater work? I haven't is it all the it same? Is it all the same mechanism? I'm sure the heater probably still works. Okay. But yeah, that dumb, dumb. So then you were like, "Yeah, I like my planner, but not. I'm not interested in right. their, their other equipment." Okay, I'm going to run through some emails real quick. If you're okay with that, do it. Okay. Um, Adam, he uh, says that <laughs> Jessica needs to use her stoner voice for all California updates going forward. So <laughs> I thought that was really funny. <laughs> Tyler from London, Ohio. He sent pictures of three brand new John Deere combines. They were X9s. Okay. Okay. They were totaled due to a car pulling in front of the first one. So you got three going down the highway, one after another. Car pulls out in the first one, slams on his brake. Then they just rear-ended each other. Holy cow. Yeah. Totaled all three of them. He sent that picture? He sent three pictures. Yeah. Three wow. or four pictures. Yeah. Crazy, huh? That's an expensive deal right yeah, there. Yeah. Just like it's not worth it <laughs> to pull out in front of farm equipment or semis or it's not worth it to pass it if it's going to be iffy, you know, well, just work here, on your patience. I'd have to look, <laughs> I'd have to know the whole scenario, but I want to know why when a car pulled out in front of the first one, the second one is so damn close behind the first one mm -hmm. that it hit it. Well, I don't know. And then same with the third one to the second one. They might have just been pulling out. I don't know. They could have yeah, been going know. like 20 miles an hour. Who yeah. knows? I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, no. yeah. Crazy, right? Doggone it. That was a lot of green. But anyway, Scotty. No pun intended. <laughs> it was intended. Totally. Oh, it was? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, Southern Illinois. <laughs> Sorry. That Scott. really tickled you, didn't it? It sure did. Sorry. Okay. Scotty from Southern Illinois works for the Campbell Enterprises. Awesome. Yeah. He wanted to reach out and say that he feels the exact same way about hunting that you do, but he goes because his wife enjoys it so much. There you go. He loves his wife. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to let you know that. Well, I I, I love goes. you too. <laughs> I love you with all my heart. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to keep working so we can buy propane and keep the house yeah. warm. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm not freezing my ass off in a deer stand. No, I get it. It's it's totally cool. Yeah. But Scotty loves his wife more than you love me. Just going to throw that out there. Thanks, Scotty. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, John for, from Somerset, Kentucky. He farms and has no desire to hunt or fish. Um, he wants to know your thoughts on the future of farming with the younger generation trying to compete with the older generation because he also feels like the younger generation doesn't want to do the hard work. It's kind of a loaded question. Boy, there's a lot of ways to answer that. Yeah. And none of them is wrong. Mm. Um, there's always going to be people out, especially on farms. That are willing to work, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. a kid that, like Alden, 
with me all the time. That kid at 16 years old is going to be able to run the planner, run the combine, and he likes it, mm-hmm. <clears throat> I assume. And, I, and you know, we, okay, so we had a, uh, a couple landlords of ours mm-hmm. come down from Michigan yesterday. They came to the field, rode the combine and everything. Yeah. Great people. And we got to we got to talking about whenever their dads and grandpas farmed and what it looked like then and and, and the progression of farming. You know, and I said, you know, my grandpa, Frank, you know, he, he started out his farming career looking at a horse's ass. And by the time he got done, I mean he went from following a horse to the first antique now self-propelled tractors thrashing machines um all the way up to a 510 massey ferguson combine which was a big machine in the 50s maybe 60s i don't i don't i'm not sure but they uh they saw a lot of change right there well then my dad he starts farming with the 510 graduates to the Massey Ferguson 750, then a New Holland TR86, then a New Holland CR940. I mean, these these machines progressively got bigger and bigger, pushing around bigger heads, more acres per hour, things like that. And then I, I start out with the TR86, end up in a bigger combine, and now the combine I have, I'm tracking varieties side by side all the way through the field, logging it all. I know in real time what it's yielding. I know in real time uh, what the moisture that the crop is. I know in real time how many acres an hour I'm getting. Mm-hmm. I know, you know, if I'm if I'm in a 20 acre field, I know, uh, hey, I've already harvested, you know, 12 acres of it. I still got eight to go. Now I know how many more trucks I'm going to need before I get done. Mm-hmm. Not only that. If I wanted to pay for it, I could have all that information sent up to the quote unquote cloud and my dad or whoever would want to could sit in their living room and watch my yield monitor mm-hmm. and see everything that I'm doing out there and, you know, sit there and drink beer and just watch the yield monitor yeah. and where I'm at in the field from his house. I, my, how things have changed. And, and I sit here and I think for Cohen and Alden, man, where's this going to be here in another 40 or 50 years? You mm-hmm. know, self-driving tractors. I used to think, like, there is no way. There's just too many variables that are not, that, that need to be handled by a human brain. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling they're going to get them figured out. Really? Well, like, just for working ground. Okay. Like, like I get the idea of a, of a self-driving tractor. It can, it can follow a GPS line all the way through a field back and forth. You don't even need to be in it. It mm-hmm. just follows that line and does the job. What I always wondered, though, is whenever you're, let's just say you're working ground, you're running the field cultivator, Mm -hmm. and that GPS has no idea there's a big old patch of uh, fall panicum left over from last year sitting in the field, and it drags up. Mm. See, that's where, like, the human element, you turn around and you look, you see that your tool's dragging up, you got to lift it up, do a big circle, spread it out, and then go back after it. Mm Mm-hmm. That's the part I always wondered about when it comes to these self-driving tractors. How do you figure that kind of stuff out? I don't know. So I'm not saying that. But like even gullies, like how do how does the tractor know that there's a gully right, right there? Or, or around the outside of a field, a tree falls in it. Now, obviously, I'm sure there's some sort of 
camera or something when it senses something it stops yeah but then you've got you know you've got like the indian farm uh you know it's very very hilly it's that's very... what we call it that we have oh, a yeah. farm that the first year that i rented it my dad went over there to work the ground and he just said ryan i don't know what you rented over here <laughs> but they need to give this shit back to the indians <laughs> it's just oh. 60 acres of cut up yeah power lines oil well i mean it's, yeah. it's not a convenient farm at all yeah so how do you farm that with electric and that's, there's a lot see, that's a good point yeah because if you're doing it by not satellite electric. i mean that's not what it yeah with self-driving tractors self-driving tractors yeah. yeah without a farmer sitting there working that ground and watching out yeah and steering around stuff yeah i don't see i don't see that and i feel like there's a lot more of that type of ground out there than there is like just flat black and square but i don't know oh hell i don't know yeah most of my farms it seems like are that way <laughs> yeah yeah do you think the younger generation is going to come up and and um do it or do you think they're going to be few and far between well, I mean, you look farm, the number of farms in the United States is going down because the ones that do exist are getting bigger. So yeah, the, we're not, we're not going to be hurting for farmers. Yeah. People love this. People yeah. love this job. Yeah. The farmers love farming mm -hmm. and the farmer's kids, most generally, not always love farming. And if the opportunity is there, they're going to take it. Mm -hmm. So there'll always be somebody out here. Okay. I okay. think. I do too. I do too. All right, Swin from Amory, Wisconsin said there's thousands of acres of CRP land that should be farmed. It is never mowed, and the fire department may come out every 10 years and do a burn down, but it is all CRP. And he said there's thousands of acres that should be farmed, and it would be better off farmed. This is referring back to a few weeks right. ago whenever we were talking about the CRP land. Um, and he said that it just shouldn't the it shouldn't be crp period i i'm but, sure i agree with him yeah i mean I, yeah. I haven't seen the property but i i'm sure i agree with him but he was like there's there's tens of thousands near him right of acres on acres on acres so just, i think i think we talked about the floodlands and how most of that was just crp yeah or whatever yeah flood ground that brings up a good story okay so we have the, the solar Nazis running around here in Wabash County right now. You know, they're wanting to lease your ground for, I've heard thousand acres or thousand dollars an acre per year and put solar farms up on it. So, I mean, you can't farm anymore, but you're going to get a thousand dollars an acre mm -hmm. per year. And I think it's a 20 year contract or whatever. 30 years. 30? Yeah. I'm, okay. I'm pretty sure the guy said 30. He ran me down in the oil truck. I was running down the road the That's other day. Right. That's he, right. He, he stopped me and he was like, hey, you work for that producer? And I'm like, oh, kind of. <laughs> What's up? <laughs> right. And he, he just wanted to make sure that. Isn't it you, funny? The solar guy pulls up to an oil well. <laughs> yeah and then he tells me that he's the a gas an oil and gas guy and natural resources guy and i'm like well how did you get into solar he was really confused by my right. question but anyways well anyway we got a lot of flood ground around here you know when 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 the a local creek comes up there's acres upon acres that just get underwater and you lose it and so we as farmers you know we go down we farm it we put our crop out and then long about july like this year here comes the water and it drowns it all out so it's like it's 50-50 proposition whether or not you're going to get a crop off of it. And I have one of those fields right here south of my house. So what's my dad do whenever the solar Nazi comes along, wants to lease the ground, all our farm ground, or a hell of a lot of it anyway. Dad says, I'll tell you what, I'll start you out down there in that 20 acres. And that's where it floods all the time. <laughs> that guy didn't want it. 
<laughs> like, so so right. the ground that honestly doesn't really produce a whole lot. If, mm-hmm. if you are really hell bent on this solar energy thing, mm-hmm. maybe you could, the ground could be utilized to actually make some money. Nope. They don't want that ground. Mm-mm. They want the shit that actually produces. Yeah. So he tells me that they've already leased 4,000 acres in Wabash County. And I'm like, wow, that's a lot. You realize that's going to be like real close to here. It's got to be. I think I mean, like east of here, maybe two or three miles. I have a feeling here in a few years it's going to be nothing. But yeah, solar the coal, panels. the coal mine ground. Okay, a lot. Okay, very close to there, so that's right down the road. Right. Um, but he tells me that there's another farmer who, you know, he harvests 300 bushel corn every single year, and um, they've got some land that they wanted to see about leasing, but it is considered flood land. He said, "Yeah, this hundred acres or whatever that produces 300." bushel corn which for non-farmers that's a lot of grain yeah no Um, comment it's about like the story with those the people who go fish and they don't take a picture of their fish but their fish is massive right (laughs) so um anyways so they can't lease this ground the solar company can't lease this ground because it's floodland and i said well doesn't the rain does the snow and rain and ice like what's the what's the procedure there does that even make, like, flood ground? Yeah, we'd have to build it up on stilts and everything and platform, and it just wouldn't be financially well, worth the, it. The and stupid- I said, who's putting this? Who's putting these out? And he said, well, it's just a bunch of far, um, private investors, but it's backed by government money. Of course, just like windmills. <laughs> and I looked at him, and I said, come on, for real? Like, how is that self-sustaining? And I said, even after that, what happens after 30 years after the lease is up? He said, well, they could they could decide, you know, if the company's still around, they could go ahead and decide to renew their lease and maybe do some upgrades or whatever at that point. But if they don't, hopefully the, the county comes in and cleans up that land. Hopefully. The quote, county. Quote. Hopefully, the county will come in and take care of that. So, we're hoping that the county does. What the hell does the county have anything to do with somebody's private property? Those were his words. The county. And then where does the county get said money to clean this shit up? Probably some government But this is what the solar Nazi said? Yeah. Yeah. And he was a nice man. Oh, he was a super nice guy. I just, I'm like, this. none of this makes any sense. None of this makes any sense. The country is being overran with migrants right now. Fentanyl is like at an all-time high in everywhere. And we're talking about subsidies for solar. We have more oil and gas in this country than like we could use. Yeah. For what was 250 years is what I read last. And that's just what we know we've got right now. That's not what we're going to discover between now and 250 years. Yeah. Whatever. Anyway. Okay. Moving on. Go ahead. So Jeremy from Southwest Kansas and Jake from Eastern Wisconsin wanted to reach out and let you know that John Deere's, this this whole act with John Deere tractors, combines, technology, um, it's called the right to repair. Right to repair. Yeah. That's right. And, and, and I got a bunch of people who DM'd me on yeah. Facebook and TikTok that said right to repair is what that's called. Yeah. I, I drew a, a mental block mm-hmm. when we were talking about that. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't allow independent shops to repair that. And, and you know, Jeremy, he's a small, uh, or uh, he's a mechanic guy. Sure. And he said, what happens is these big guys, you know, they get so overworked and they don't have the time. They don't have the manpower to fix all of it. So the farmers are coming to him, but then he will only get up to a certain point and then he will have to reach out to the John Deere makers or whatever. And at that point, 
he's thinking that maybe John Deere will say, oh, you've got to take this into a John Deere service department instead well, of, of course. this independent guy. So that sucks, really. Well, it's like, you know, I mean, it's it just seems to me like these some of these combines are, are just John Deere equipment. Is good. They're trying to do what automakers did a long time ago. Used to be, if I had a gas-powered car or truck, and I wanted to change the spark plugs, I could do it. I didn't have to take off shield after shield. I, you know, you didn't have to release the engine from the from the <laughs> from <laughs> yeah. the frame of the vehicle and jack it up four inches yeah. and put your finger. I mean, it's just like they want to do everything they can mm -hmm. to keep the owners from working on it. In my opinion, this is just my opinion. It's just to play for more money. Absolutely. Got to pay John Deere to do it. Just like now you got to pay GM mm -hmm. to change the spark plug wires in your car because you can't get to them. Mm -hmm. So it's weird though. It's very weird. Hmm. It's not that weird really. Well, I mean the, the, the thought of your being your personal, your own personal mechanic, you know, when I grew up as a kid, everybody was a mechanic. Oh, everybody, yeah. grandpa, uncle, uncle Malvern, uncle Greg, everybody worked on everything. Well, it's, it, <laughs> I but, mean, from small engines to their own vehicle. But you know what? Back in those days, people had the ability to figure it the, out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I will say ever since last week, we've said that saying probably 50 times. I've had numerous people <laughs> walk up to me this past week. Really? And say, well, are you figuring out the out? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's funny. There's, that's yeah, funny. it's just funny. Yeah. People it, that you didn't even think listen to the show. Yeah. And they listen to the show. <laughs> oh, I got in that big old tractor and I figured it, you know you what, did. out. You moved it, didn't I you? I sure did. All right, moving on. Uh, Brandon from Knott'sville, Kentucky. Happy belated birthday. Just wanted to shout him out. Ezra, um, he wants to know your thoughts on them chipping away our at our Second Amendment. Any thoughts? It's bullshit. Yeah. Shall not be infringed. Yeah, pretty easy to... Yeah. Shall not be infringed. Right. Um, Dylan from southeastern Washington, but farms in central western... This is hard. Okay. He's from southeastern Washington, but farming in central western panhandle of Idaho. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what up, Dylan? Um, Reed is from... Hey. Yeah. Did he, ever, did he put what he produces... I think that they have a family, let's see. I just want, that's a whole different countryside out there. Yeah, let me pull that up. Give me just one moment. Okay. Hold, producer. Can you wait? I can. For just one moment. Give me some sound or um, something. What can I talk about? <laughs> nope. He's in the combine. So long hours in the combine. His favorite thing to do is listen to the podcast in the combine. Awesome. So not sure what they farm, but. Um, I'm going to guess wheat. But I don't Wheat. know. Wheat. Okay. I think his profile picture might be, it looks like a bean head. Reed from Gilboa, Ohio. He's blown away, literally, by all the windmills in Illinois. He, he traveled to normal Illinois for an ag show. Oh, and yeah. And he was just like, wow, there's so many windmills. Yeah, there's a bunch of windmills yeah. up there. Lots of oil leaking from the tops of them, he noticed. And yeah. Anyways, I also... <laughs> Wanted to go um, back to Brady from North Central or the Sand Hills of North Dakota. He just sent in a, and he's not sent in recently, but he sent in, he's 15 years old, mm -hmm. and he just wrote an email and it was just very well written. 
he was just very well spoken in his email and he's gotten his whole family to listen to the show. And <laughs> so um, I just wanted to shout him out also. So thanks, Brady. I, I love it that, yeah. that there's young, young people listening to this, yeah. this program. And of course, a lot of people are here because of the straightforward farming podcast. Oh yeah. So that's where a lot of our farmers come from. And yep. yeah, we appreciate listening. Absolutely. This is kind of, this has been super fun. We're, we're coming up on a year here in December. So yeah, that's, I can't believe it. Did we get any emails about what we're going to call our listeners? Um, no, I think somebody said freedom heads on Facebook. I'm not going to, I can't go through emails and then Facebook messages and then TikTok messages. I'm not doing it all. I haven't been on Facebook all week. So so I have, I have no idea, um, what anybody might have DM me this week because okay. I've just been too busy. So. Okay. Freedom Fighters, I think, was some something, but right. I don't know where it came from. It came from TikTok or something, yeah. somewhere, yeah. other yeah, than the email. The email sure. is where, where to go. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry if I sound too busy, but the email is where a central Trust me. location is Trust good. me. These people know. Yeah. These okay. great, great listeners know we're busy because they are too. Yeah. Yeah. So they know how it goes. Yeah. Okay. All right. What do you have on your docket for today? You know, we're going to fly by the seat of our pants because this is this is harvest season. Mm-hmm. And I work on Sundays. <laughs> is that bad? No. It's not? No, not at all. I, I wonder I, how many of my listeners here listen uh, work on Sunday. Because see, whenever I grew up, my dad didn't. My dad didn't start working on Sunday probably till I was in late high school, early college. Really? Oh, yeah. Every Even through... Even through fall harvest, mm-hmm. I, we would sit on on the couch on Sunday afternoon and watch football on a on a beautiful sunny day. Mm-hmm. So. I feel like I feel like my dad. We all got up and went to church together, and then we had lunch, and then just depending on what was going on for the rest of the day. But typically, Dad made us get up and mow the lawn and stuff on Sunday morning before church. So right, um, and we'd eat and all that stuff. But right, that's all before church. Gotcha. Well, I don't know. We do have a California Uh-oh. update. Okay. And California knows how to tear a state up <laughs> faster. I, this has got to be by design at this point. Are you ready for this? Headline from thehill.com, California, first state to ban natural gas heaters and furnaces. Oh, good grief. Can you, like... California. You know, there's some pretty big hills in Northern California, some elevated hills. It gets cold in the wintertime. What in the hell? I guess they're just going to all be having, I don't know, wood burners? I... I mean, that's probably going to be the well, cheapest yeah, way. Well, yeah, is firewood going to become a commodity in California just like it is in Europe right now? Right. This week, California implemented a plan aimed at phasing out the use of natural gas heating appliances through the state by 2030. Hmm. I, I tell you, okay, so no more gas engines by 2035. <laughs> now no more furnaces by 2030. Oh. And, can, we are going to open up that car dealership with the gas vehicles and... <laughs> I, I, you know what? I got another idea. What? This gives me a great idea. It's it's horrible, horrible in practice, but I'm I'm a capitalist pig. I'm about the money. We are Jeez. going to start an electric space heater business. Oh, okay. 
Okay. And we're going to sell the shit out of them in California in 2030. Over there on the, on the borderline. I mean, their yeah. houses are all going to be burning down because they're always going to be catching on fire. But you know what? Yeah. They ain't burning natural gas. <laughs> Environmentalists hope the step will lead to other states implementing similar bans. You know, if you're going to ban natural gas, I am burning a whop. I, I, this time of year, I burn a lot of either natural gas or propane. Drying corn. Does anybody think about any of this stuff? No. Mm-mm. Nobody's actually thinking that you're drying corn. They have no idea how they it works. No they have, have no idea. They have no idea how it works. Or how much how much your combine takes and how much a tank actually Well, my gets combine doesn't take any natural gas. I'm talking about, I'm sorry, I'm talking about diesel. Oh, I'm talking I'm about natural saying, gas, I'm, propane. Okay. I mean, they're two of the same. Obviously, not exactly, but they're two of the same. They come from oil wells. Okay. They both are burnt for heat. We we farmers this time of year, generally speaking, use a lot of natural gas to dry our crop, our corn, especially. There are farmers in California. I wonder what they're going to do. Do you think they use dryers like you do? Yes, I'm sure. Okay. I am sure. Somewhere in California, there's a farmer that's, harvesting corn and it's wet and you've got to dry it mm-hmm. I, I just i'm sure well i'm thinking of almonds and grapes and stuff i'm not I, I have of, no idea I'm about those about processes yeah. yeah i don't have any idea okay huh. but i just it just it baffles me the way california is just ready to get away from everything that actually works mm-hmm. all in the name of climate change mm-hmm and do you remember when Trump was in office, he had put in an executive order to change the water flow in California, all because they had like an endangered fish they were trying to save? Like, so they, they cut off the water in oh, California, yeah. and then he's like, it's one little bitty fish. Let it die. These people need water here. That's <laughs> why right. are we... <laughs> That's, Why are we stopping the water? So they got the water flowing again and everything was great. I think it actually um, went backwards. And I think that they're having the same issues these days. Well, that, that's like today. You know, th- that's PETA for you, though. Mm-hmm. You know, save this stupid ass fish or this mm-hmm. horned frog or whatever it is that uh, this wild muskrat that there's only. <laughs> I'm telling you. These, and it's always in California. This shit yes, happens. Yes, you're right. But, but so if it's not PETA, it's climate change. Well, now, now, PETA and climate change are in bed together. Headline from news.com.au. Call for meat-eating man. No, no, I'm sorry. Call for meat-eating men to be banned from sex. What? (laughs) An animal rights group has demanded men who eat meat should be banned from having sex urging women to go on a sex strike to save the world. <laughs> Ryan. I'm so sorry. Have you seen If you're a, if, if you're a man women... that eats meat. <laughs> I'm going to say something that's probably out of line a little bit. Uh, well, very, not very ladylike. Do you, have you seen the women who've went on these sex bans? No, they're probably ugly anyway. I mean... They were banned from having sex. Just look before. at the pictures. Look at the pictures that they're, you know, where they're protesting sex, you know, and my body, my choice. I'm pretty sure that, the, anyways, I shouldn't say that. It's just, that's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> Jeez. People for the Ethical Treatment of Animals, PETA, 
Or back whenever Rush was on, uh-huh. PETA stood for people eating tasty animals. <laughs> <laughs> but PETA's German division claims devouring sausages and schnitzel is a symptom as a symptom of toxic masculinity that is killing the planet. So the way PETA's spinning this is if we quit eating meat, farmers will stop raising cows because they won't have a market for it. The cows won't be farting uh-huh. in promoting climate change. I mean, this is how PETA and climate change are now in bed together. Yeah. I, it's, <laughs> nice. I just... Mm. We love steak. Let the jokes write themselves for this that headline. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter, and I went through, and I read some of the uh, the comments. <laughs> were they good? Yeah, I. Some of them were really gross. Were they? They were yeah. funny. Yeah, funny. and I since bet. we have a 15 year old that listens, I'm not going to repeat them. <laughs> That's probably so, not a bad idea. <laughs> I'll say shit, damn, piss, and hell, but I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole. Okay. Okay. So. Hmm. Anyway, next story. Did you know that Joe Biden was on 60 Minutes last weekend? Oh, didn't he go? He walked through a car show, didn't he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, Did yeah. you know that Joe Biden wasn't sure how long the show 60 Minutes is? <laughs> you know he didn't. Oh, shoot. Did you hear what he said? I did. The pandemic is over. Let's yeah. hear it out of the horse's mouth. Okay. Mr. President, first Detroit auto show in three years. Yeah. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. We're still doing a lot of work on it. Uh, it's, but the pandemic is over. If you notice, no one's wearing masks. Everybody seems to be in pretty good shape. And so I think it's changing. And I think this is a perfect example of it. Yeah, the pandemic's over. Mm-hmm. Right before, right before that aired, I'm sitting on the couch, scrolling Twitter, looking for good news stories. Mm-hmm. And I found, I found this one. New York City fires another 850 teachers and teachers' aides for not getting COVID vaccine. That's from the Daily Mail. Mm. Wait, if the pandemic is over, why are they still having to get these damn shots? They're not a vaccine. Shots. Because the emergency order is the only reason why they had a vaccine mandate in the first place. But now, okay, so why do we still have emergency orders then? That exactly. should all be lifted. If exactly. the pandemic is over, mm-hmm. and if the pandemic's over, we ought to call up each and every single person but they like that the we power. kicked out of the military because they wouldn't get mm-hmm. the vaccine. The power. Their power. Give them all their back pay and welcome them back with open arms. Absolutely. Because we're going to need to build our military up pretty quick right now. I have a feeling, and I don't want to be a fear monger, but you know, Vladimir Putin this week said... I'm willing to use nukes on on Ukraine, and he called up 300,000 more um, uh, soldiers. Mm-hmm. Why are you rolling your eyes? I just think that this is all just a mess. It and is. it's all, but you're old, you know, I'm rolling second, my I, eyes. The I, guys, I, see, this is where we need a rumble page so you can see us going back and forth. The second I said Vladimir Putin and yeah. nukes, Jess mm-hmm. just rolls her eyes like, yeah, whatever. Mm-hmm. You're That's not worried about, about it. it. No, I'm not worried you're about not it. You're not worried about I no, I think Ukraine is I I honestly I don't want to see people dying, but I honestly don't think it's a real thing. I I don't think that whatever they're doing is real. I think what we are doing as the the uh, 
USA is sending all this money to Ukraine for obvious reasons. And nobody's talking about obvious reasons, which is the connection between Hunter Biden and Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. So it's and an easy way to laundering. launder money. Yes. Yeah. It's an easy way to get money into uh, uh, Biden's pocket. That's all I that's all I see here. And, you know, then Nancy Pelosi goes over to Taiwan with her son yep. just a few months ago yep. or weeks or whatever, however long it was ago. And the same exact thing is happening. Yeah, you're exactly so right. I, I, I find this all now. Putin says, I am not bluffing. <laughs> So I don't think that he's bluffing, but at the same time, like, I don't know. Telegram is saying that Iran's up in arms right now everywhere. So I have no idea. Up in arms. What do you mean? They're they're having fights and shootouts in the streets. You know, Mike mm-hmm. Pompeo on Twitter, and mm-hmm. I like Mike. Oh, yeah. He said something like, uh, he, I posted, said something along the lines of pray for the citizens of Iran. Mm-hmm. I haven't been able to keep up. And guys, just in case you can't tell. We are almost completely ad-libbing this this right. morning because I'm just too busy right now. Yeah. But we're here. <laughs> we are here. Another story. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. Something's going on in Iran, though. Don't, like, make yeah, light I, I of it. I There's something going over on over there. If if I get a rainy day or something, maybe mm-hmm. I could catch up on some of that stuff and, yeah. and put it in uh, layman's terms for myself. Yeah. But I don't know what's going on over there. Yeah. Uh, Next thing, I saw Marjorie Taylor Greene, who is a rock star. Mm-hmm. And don't let anybody ever, and the media loves to tell you that she's just a crazy she's cuckoo just crazy, bird. yeah. But she is a rock star and a rock-solid, rock-ribbed American citizen. Mm-hmm. She filed impeachment papers on Joe Biden this past week. Did you know this? Oh, of course not, because nobody reports it. But she did. You know Why? Joe Biden is creating a national security crisis and a national energy emergency because he is taking our oil out of the strategic petroleum reserve and selling it to our enemies. How in the hell do we get somebody that hates this country and her people as much as Joe Biden? I don't know. How how does this happen? People don't elect this in America. No, no. Well, let's not forget about the election in 2020. You can't imagine. I mean, can you imagine 81 million people actually voting for this? For a guy that sits, yeah. for a guy that sit in his basement the whole time and did not right. really campaign. Right. Have you noticed, though, that I had this written down a couple weeks ago for the show. We just didn't get that far. All these Democrats in these primaries right now, mm-hmm. or not primaries, but right now is the race mm-hmm. for November. You know how many of these Democrats refuse to debate yeah. their competition. Yeah. This this John Fetterman, this basement-dwelling multi-million-dollar dweeb, refuses to debate Dr. Oz. Now, wait a second. In the last week or two, he's came out and he said, I will debate you, but I want to screen up. I want to know what the questions are. I want That's to not be able a debate. to... Re- yeah, well, these... He has, quote, agreed to it, but on his certain terms. That is such bullshit. Well, he had a stroke, Ryan. You're being insensitive. Well, you know what? I I hate the (laughs) fact that anybody would have a stroke, but if it has has impaired you to the fact that you can't think on your feet in a real quick manner, you don't need to be leading people. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, it's like Joe Joe Biden is almost always gone. Mm -hmm. When I say gone, he's there, but his brain ain't. Right. Right. But That's crazy. no, like Fetterman won't debate Oz. Uh, Carrie Lake, the she's running for governor of Arizona. She's awesome. Mm-hmm. Her opponent won't debate her. Katie Hobbs. 
Yes. Yeah. Joe Biden did the same thing with Donald Trump. And you remember right after Joe Biden was selected and got in office, uh, who was the who was his first press secretary? Saki Saki. Yeah. Jin Saki. Yeah. She wanted they tried to force the media in the White House press room to submit their questions before the meeting so they could prepare to answer them. Well, and it came out that before their debates, Joe Biden's debates, he was given the questions just like Hillary was. By the was. Stream media. Yeah, just yep. like Hillary was back in 2015. Exactly. That's crazy. It's bullshit. This is why, but see, this is but why see, the trust in media is so low. And the double standard of the FBI. Cash Patel was on talking about um, the double standard of on Cash's Corner just a few weeks ago. And it is such a double standard. Yeah. If you're in the popular group, quote the Democrat group, then you're safe. Right, right. And you cheat. But if you're on the, the conservative side where you want to conserve the Constitution of the United States that's kept us all together, like for 200, like, I, the, the conservative, or the Constitution of the United States that has made this place what it is. Right. That has protected freedom. Right. And let the free will of individuals, not groups, not subgroups, but individuals, rugged individuals go mm-hmm. out, kick ass and, and make create wealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, there is a double standard in law enforcement. There's a double standard in our, in our department of justice, department of defense. Yeah. It's all, there's just a double standard period. Well, I mean, it's awful. The new Democrat strategy, I, I <laughs> shut up. Don't allow the oppo- op- opposition to humiliate you. Just uh-huh. don't go to anything that can make you look bad. Yeah. <laughs> what a wild yeah wild way to think you know and i wonder if there are still democrats out there that goes man this makes you look really bad makes you look weak you won't go debate your opposition mm-hmm. it's like the it's like the person that goes out and they talk about everybody behind their back but then when it's time to be confronted mm-hmm Oh, no, 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 no. We're friends. We're friends. We're all good. That guy's an asshole. Yeah. You know, these Democrats get on CNN and MSNBC and you name that. And they're all sitting there. Well, this is why Dr. Oz is awful. And I'm just using him as an example. Mm -hmm. I I don't have any idea. That's a Pennsylvania race. And I live in the shitty state of Illinois. By the way, did you see Darren Bailey on Marita Bartiromo a couple mornings ago? Yeah. See, so obviously I'm getting up early because I'm going to work. Darren Bailey at like 5.45 or 6 o'clock in the morning was on Fox Business with Maria. Uh Uh-huh. And I was like holding on to my chair the entire time afraid that he was going to sound right. I was so impressed. Okay. I was. Yeah. He didn't have that horrible, horrible Southern twang. He didn't. (laughs) He didn't say hi, friends. <laughs> you said, oh, he's doing so good. And I'm like, yeah, because he's not talking to his friends. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I hope that, me, man, they can, like, rub that, like, polish that out of <laughs> out of his. He did great. I just don't think it's going to be receptive in Chicago. But may, I, And I hope I'm wrong. Maybe it will be. He's a farmer. Yes. His accent comes from somewhere in between Mississippi and Arkansas and Kentucky. Yeah. Not Illinois, which is really, it really confuses me. Well, so he did good. I hope that we can all get on board and support him. Yeah. He did very good. Yeah, he did. So you, so the fact that people are, won't debate, I think it's because they tell lies and they don't believe a hundred percent their lies. So they can't debate their lies. Right. (laughs) Because they know the truth. That's why I think they can't. And there's nothing the Democrat 
does the Democrat Party can stand on. They can't stand on numbers. They can't stand on any statistics for the last two years. They can't stand on any anything that's pro-American or pro-America first. Nothing. No. They have zero leg to stand on. If if you like the phrase, make America great again, they consider you the problem. Right. And there is nothing wrong with the words. Even if you're not a Trump supporter, exactly. there's nothing wrong with the words. Make America great again. I, that, isn't or make America truth? great. That's that's what I don't get. And it doesn't make it. No, no. Once again, we can all have disagreements or agreements on how to get there. But just the fact that somebody says make America great again, I mean, just they considered it racist during people. during his his first run in 15. They considered it racist. It was a oh, yeah. racist statement. Yep. Remember that? Yep. How, what a joke. Awful. Like, no. How is that racist? I know. I know. It's bad. But <laughs> do you hear this guy? <laughs> what is his name? Webster. Webster is oh, back. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> I love that. I haven't heard him in a while. I know. That's I know. He, he got a hold of me earlier this week. He's like, dude, you got to get me on here again because I got a good one. So yeah. old Webster dropped a, okay. dropped a line to me and he sent me this article. Sheriff investigating DeSantis says we should embrace the two million illegals because we need restaurant workers. <laughs> This is from AmericanWireNews.com. Okay. <laughs> Can you believe that a sheriff would say that out loud? A sheriff is advocating hiring illegals, breaking the law. Isn't that illegal? Yeah. Yep. A sheriff promoting illegal acts. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yes. But you know, we need restaurant workers. You remember, it's just like Biden. Remember Biden, whenever he said something along the lines of, uh, all the 7-Elevens have Indians working in them. <laughs> yeah, You remember that? <laughs> or if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. <laughs> yeah. Or if you don't vote for him, you ain't black. Or uh, Barack Obama was the first clean, articulate black guy he ever met. <laughs> this is out of Biden's mouth. That's this right. Is, I'm not making this right. up. So now you have this sheriff saying, well, we need restaurant workers, so keep the border open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. I tell you, it's just this country. It's just funny. Yeah. It's funny. And uh, do you have any news today? Well, I sent you a soundbite of Biden. and Oh, um, yeah. I didn't get that loaded up. What's his up. name? Elton John. Elton John. Have you noticed that Biden's been having all these musical people every Friday to I the mean, White you, House? You mentioned that to me last week, and I'm like, I don't, I don't pay attention to the White House, so no, I haven't been paying attention. But I did notice that there was this big to-do with Elton John. Yeah. I'm... Of course, I grew up listening to his songs, so I probably know a lot of his songs. <laughs> and then whenever one comes on and I'm like belting it out, you're like, gosh, turn the liberal off. <laughs> well, you but, know what? Elton John performed at Rush's wedding. He did? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't know that I'd call Elton a liberal. I, I mean, he pro he very well could uh, be. He very yeah. well could be. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't know. So anyways, you're like, I can't stand the music. But anyways, I, I know most of his yeah. Yeah, songs. I would probably have a really good time singing at one of his concerts, but I digress. He was at this White House event. He was performing. And you know what? What? I've got the soundbite. Oh, okay. Listen to this. So Joe Biden has his arm around Elton John, right? Yep. He's got his arm around him. He's got the microphone and he was like, ah, buddy, they're kind of just, he's bringing him in close. And then he says this. 
by the way, it's all his fault that we're spending $6 billion in taxpayer money this month to help AIDS fight HIV AIDS. <laughs> by the way. Hey, you like him apples. By the way, it's his fault. Elton John, he was talking about yeah, he's, Elton John. He's got his arm around Elton John, or just about. Right there on stage. Yeah. Elton didn't know what to think. I mean, at the end, he clapped. Right. Six right. billion dollars in one month, this month? Six billion dollars. This month. This month. What the hell are we going to spend next month? In HIV and AIDS research or whatever. Maybe medication. Okay, so, so it's all Elton John's fault that we're spending this taxpayer money for AIDS and HIV. I've got so much to say about that. Okay, let's hear some of it. <laughs> Why? Let's just, let's just. Do a little bit of reasoning here. Okay. Why would you say that when Elton John He's is on gay. stage? Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. And I HIV we- and AIDS are, it's passed through gay men. No, it's not. No, oh, it's, it's not. not. Oh. We've, all, we've all been told that. No, you can't say that. It's not a gay man's disease, just like monkeypox. Ryan. Hey, I'm just telling you. <laughs> it is too. Isn't that what happens? Well, AIDS can be spread between men and women, but it started out with needles. Men. Sure, needles. That's why they put clean well, needles and clean crack pipes on the streets these days. But that's why. Because but it start AIDS back in the eighties or whatever started originally through men. Yeah, butt sex. I wish you would have given them some warning that that was coming. <laughs> I guess they kind of knew. <laughs> but, but then, yes. It, yeah. D- then dirty needles and yeah. things like that. Yeah, yeah. It spread it. Okay. But it's just funny. If uh, if uh, Chuck Schumer was standing up there, would Biden have said anything about AIDS funding? No. No, hell no. No. So, like, <laughs> I, I'm telling you right now, if that would have been Donald Trump or any other Republican who, who started bragging about all the money that we're spending on AIDS research... And Elton John was standing there. That would have been a whole different story. Why in the world? How tasteless, though. Like, it's classless. It's tasteless. Oh, totally For the is. president to say something about that to a gay man, to be profiling that way and all of that. Oh, it's awful. <sighs> it's awful. Just very, just tasteless. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. But anyway, did you hear about the uh, Pfizer CEO? No. He's tested positive for covid for the second time in like three weeks. It seems like that's what happens. To he's these people. Qua- he's quadruple boost or quadruple jabbed. Yeah. All right. And he was waiting for his next jab, which would be the fifth one. Okay. For three months since he was waiting the three month recommendation period to wait. CDC recommends you wait three months since you've had COVID to get the next booster. But he's now had COVID twice and like or three weeks wow yeah he's so happy that he's vaccinated though because his <laughs> symptoms are so minor <laughs> i'm not kidding this is the pfizer ceo <sighs> albert borla he posted that on uh on twitter yeah yeah i'm surprised you're not following him but honestly yeah. i don't i try not to follow a whole lot of people because i want my news feed to be uh narrowed down to what I might be able to use for this program. Ah, you know? okay. Yeah. So, yeah, well, that's, that's usable yeah. information data. Albert. Of course. Albert. Um, 
Huffington Post put out a put out an article. What are you doing reading that shit rag? I'm not reading it. It was it was actually the article was posted on Truth, so it was truthed over okay. to okay. Yeah. Anyway, so it was on the True Social app. Well, I'm telling you, if you start reading the Huffington Post, then Scott down there in White County does indeed love his wife more than I love you. <laughs> oh, stop it. I'm never talking about the Huffington Puffington Post. Okay. So, um, you know, I like Cash Patel a lot, right? Absolutely. I'm a big fan of his. He actually wrote a, a child's book, you know, um, what's it called? Uh Doggone it. Why Something am I? With the King, right? Yeah, The Plot Against the King. Yeah, that's right. And so we bought that book for Alden, and I've read it to him a few times. And I, of course, I don't spend $60 on the autographed one, which I am a big fan, but I just can't fathom spending $60 on something that's going to get torn up. So, right. anyways, so he's also a former DOD chief of staff, he's a former prosecuting attorney. Um, he had did something this week. Very interesting. Cash did. Cash did. So Cash wears these Punisher socks. They have like the skull on them. Okay. And so now he sells books and sells socks with at Fight with Cash and then the Brave Books, that kind of thing. All right? Right. So when we did this podcast, I was kind of going through an awakening phase where I'm like, oh my gosh, the government's been lying to us all this time. I can't trust anybody. I can't trust anything. Yada, yada. And you're like, don't you dare start talking about conspiracy theories. And I don't want to hear about it. And then I'm like, okay, these things are crazy. I'm just not going to mention it. And you're like, yeah, that's a safe bet. Let's not turn off any of our listeners. <laughs> so. But then you have Tony up the road who's like, I love her conspiracy theories. I want more of them. But at the same time, so there's one that is like, people are like, absolutely not craziness. If you mention that, absolutely not. It's just a total turnoff. It is getting to the point where you cannot ignore it anymore. Okay. And you will... Most of you will know what I'm talking about when I mention it. The Q conspiracy. Oh, gosh. I know. Q. I know. Okay. We don't know who Q is. Right. Nobody does. Okay. Supposedly. Real quick. Yes. Real quick. Q is a person. Q is a person. Anons. Or multiple people. Anons are people who follow Q. Yes. That's what a QAnon is. The mainstream media reports it as QAnon. And it's not. It's Q and it's Anons. Anons. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Santa and his elves, basically. Yeah. It's not Santa elves. Right. It's Santa and his elves. It's Q <laughs> yes. and the Anons. So Q is a person. Q is also um, like the 17th letter of the alphabet, which is crazy, whatever. Oh, yeah. And then so, there's like a Q clearance, which is super high clearance and security, whatever. Oh, okay. Yeah. So then the an, Anon is... Um, Anonymous. It stands for anonymous. And anon is just it's And an nobody knows person. who this guy or well, few people do. Yeah, whatever. Cash does, right? So they uh, we I have no idea. So <laughs> you can go back and read Q post if you want to. People have theorized, people have made posts about it, videos of yada yada yada. Marjorie Taylor Green got a bad name because she's like, Oh yeah, we're coming to save the world, blah blah blah. We're the plan, this and that. She got a bad name for all this stuff. Well, she's like, I re I recant my statements about Q. I'm not a Q follower. I'm not an Anon, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, so everybody, in I read about the theories. I don't get into it. I don't read into the Q post or anything. I just read what other people put out there, and I make my own judgments. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. 
Oh, well, that's interesting. Okay, what have you But read? I don't share anything <laughs> with you, Ryan. You're I getting don't, ready to share. This is a blind react. I have a feeling this yes. is a blind react So, here. Cash Patel is coming out with his second second book. Kids book. Yes. Yes. And it's The Plot Against the King, the 2000 Mules edition. He got with Dinesh D'Souza, okay. who made the movie 2000 Mules right. and exposed all of this footage that they had. Right. So, then he posts on True Social which is Trump's social media website. Sure. He signs these books, WWG1WGA. For people who have read anything about Q, there is a phrase, and there is some sort of pledge. <laughs> okay? All right. Stay with me. Stay with so me. So he's not signing these books, Cash Patel. He's he signing signs these books. his name and he says, Dear Team, and it's spelled T E. So Huffington Post says it's spelled T E E M instead of T E A M. T E. So, anyways, Huffington <laughs> Post goes, Blah. He's he spelt team wrong and he puts this WWG. It stands for Where We Go One, We Go All. Have you heard that? No. Okay. So that's just the Q phrase. Stay with me. So <laughs> the Huffington Puffington Post says it's related to QAnon conspiracies and that Trump at his rallies is, is, <laughs> is just going on these conspiracy thoughts. And Trump is really promoting it. Okay. I have never heard Trump talk show, about Q once. Hang with me. They show a picture of the crowd in Ohio, which was last week, with the participants in front of Trump with one finger, quote, stiff-armed salute to the former president. This, th these were their words. There is a picture of the crowd with one finger in the air. I did see that, but I didn't okay. think nothing of it. All right. So all the Q people are going, did you guys see this? It's a one finger in the air. What's he saying to the crowd? Yada, yada. Um so Cash is signing his book, Where We Go One, We Go All, Cash Patel. Weird, right? Weird. That's weird. Two weeks ago, Trump posted a picture on Truth. So it was like a selfie with a Q pin attached to a suit jacket. Okay. I said, Ryan, you cannot, we have to talk about this for a second. These are just odd things that are happening. And the fact that I'm not like allowed to talk about it on our little show. I've never it's said kind you of can. weird. It is, it's just a bit odd. Don't you think? For Cash Patel. Okay. Well, the guy who's been, the guy who has been exposing all of the stuff involved in the, the Durham stuff and all of the things that have happened. Yeah, he, him, and him, and uh, the other guy, Devin, Devin Nunes, uh -huh. figured out the whole Russian dossier thing was a scam. Yeah, they were the guys that got to the bottom of it and proved that was all made up. What are you saying, though? I like big what, deal. I, what am I saying? Yeah, like what are? <laughs> what does it I matter? Why does it matter? Okay. Why does it matter? The Q people will say, the Anons will say, the believers in Q, I don't know who they are. I don't, I don't really care to know who they are. What they say is, oh my gosh, Cash is referring to Q here with this, where we go one, we go all. Trump is referring to Q here with this um, Q on his shirt jacket. 
Okay. Like his pin. His pin. Yeah. So Q is not a conspiracy. These are just what they call Q comms. Oh, okay. 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 So I they're saying, saying that Q is not a conspiracy. It's actually real and you need to that pay Q attention to it. That Q is a real it. person. Yes. Okay. That's that, where you were going with that. Yeah. That, so everybody that says, oh, there's no such thing as this Q person. This Q yeah. person doesn't exist. You're saying, here we are. It kind of looks like Q does exist. It kind of looks like Q exists. Okay. Okay. I okay. guess that's my point. Thanks yeah. for thanks for wrapping that all around for me. Okay. Bringing that back around to the top. Because <laughs> I wasn't sure where you're going with that. It's just very, well, because here I am going in it with a mindset like, okay, we're not ever going to talk about this Q conspiracy, but I can't really ignore it. Right. I right. can't ignore it anymore. Sure. Like, really. I mean, I pay attention to it. You have no idea what I've read about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have time. No. Well, what I do at night is uh, instead of reading a book, I read I read yeah. my Telegram channels and I just kind of keep up to date with it. Right. So a lot of the stuff on Marco Polo is interesting too. Um, it all just kind of goes together. It's just very weird. And the prophecies that, that are released and stuff. So if anybody has any information on that. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, don't email me because I don't. Uh, Bushels and barrels one at gmail.com. Let her know. (laughs) (laughs) I know I'm not nutty, but this is stuff that you just can't ignore anymore. And I think Trump is putting those. It's just very weird. Okay. It's very weird. So I wanted to. Gotcha. I'm not a Q Q person. I'm not an Anon. I'm just a, I'm just, I just read about it and I just find it very odd. You stand on the sidelines and watch. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I find, I find it very odd. Yeah. Yeah. Your thoughts. I don't think it matters. Okay. I don't think it matters to the hill of beans. You don't think what matters? This Q thing. This oh, okay. Q doesn't have any pull over anybody. Most people don't know anything about what you just described. So therefore, even if he did think he had some pull. Okay. He, he ain't going to. Yeah. I mean, what are these people that really believe in this Q guy? What What are they thinking? Are they thinking like he's going to give the the marching orders and we're going to go to battle so i think that that is what some people do believe that the conspiracy is but what these anons have done they've done they've found paper trails money trails and has exposed people in our government in the public in businesses they've exposed them so much and let it out to the public saying, hey, this is what this woke corporation is all about. Just kind of like the Nike stuff, which makes, it makes. (laughs) Well, see, this is what I don't get. Uh Okay. They're anons, meaning they're anonymous, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That that diminishes their credibility. If you don't want to put your name behind something, look at what James O'Keefe does over at Project Veritas. Okay, now wait a second. Wait a second. On this place where they posted, which is called 4chan and 8chan, some sort of anonymous post board. You post it on there anonymously. So that's why they're called anons. Okay. It's not like they are going to... So then those people who actually posted made their own channels up and they have hundreds of thousands of followers. That's fine. I, I, I don't I, care I, about that. That doesn't... Just because you have 100,000 followers doesn't give you credibility. But what I'm saying is they took their information from their post anonymous anonymously posting and they said this is what i posted on on the 8chan and 4chan channels when q was posting and i made my own i i made my own show and here's my thoughts on it and this is my name behind it so then all of these people would gather all of this information throw it in this let's say telegram channel where nobody can nobody's really anonymous i know i'm boring you it's a little bit complicated 
But no, I don't think that they're a hundred percent anonymous. They're not. No. Oh. If they don't want to be, no. I don't. Uh-uh. I don't think they have any power. I don't think that. I think that we, the people, have the power. I agree with that. And I feel like. But I think the people that have the power are the ones that want to say shit and put their face and their name behind it, like me and you do on this podcast, and and all the other people that do the same thing. Sure. Yeah. You know? I get that. I get that. And I think that a lot of people got got inspired by the Q posts. Yeah. What that means, I don't know. Do I care? No. Do I find it super interesting that. Trump was wearing a Q pin and then Cash is signing his books with some Q phrase that they all pledged to. Yeah, I think that's freaking weird. I bet you I know what's going on here. What? Cash and Trump. Are Q. That's exactly (laughs) what I was going to say. Cash and Trump are probably sitting there eating a huge steak right now, laughing their ass off. It's like, look what we can do. Just misleading people with a stupid Q thing. Misleading people because they don't have more important things to do. Good point. <laughs> All right. I'm done talking about that. As a matter okay. of fact, we're about right. done with the podcast. Okay. Because I got to right. get to work. Yes. Beautiful sunny Sunday morning here in the greater Bone Gap area. There okay. is something I do want to say. Um, Uh-oh. The past couple weeks, there's a TikTok that has been on, and there's multiple ones, about how noble it is to be a farmer and the trials and tribulations of being a farmer. And I saw a picture earlier this week where there's a picture of a combine and it said we have our 40 hours, 40 hour work win, work week in by noon on Tuesday. And everybody needs to wash the feet of a farmer. Thank a farmer. Everybody needs to thank a farmer. All right. I'm going to piss some people off right now. Uh oh. If I'm, we didn't already lose them from the Q post. Right. <laughs> I'm sick of that shit. I am so sick. Thank a farmer. Thank thank everybody that gets up and goes to work. Don't just thank a farmer. There's nothing that we do that's any more special, any more noble than anyone else. And if, okay, well, then the farmer needs to be thanking the person that stocks the shelves at the grocery store. The farmer needs to be thanking the person that drives the truck to get our stuff to the, to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Uh, the farmer needs to be thanking the oil producer. They couldn't farm without oil, gas, diesel. And I just get so sick of these farmers, and I've seen a ton of TikToks this past week, and one of them I almost stitched and made a TikTok of, but I didn't. Mm. This jackass driving what looks to be a X9, you know, million-dollar combine, basically, with a $90,000 brand-new diesel jacked-up truck sitting at the edge of the field talking about how bad farmers have it and how tough it is. Give me a freaking break. You're sitting in a piece of equipment that costs more than I'm going to say 99% of the homes in America. Mm -hmm. Just a piece of equipment. It's air conditioned. Mm -hmm. It's heated. They have kick-ass sound systems in them. You're dry. And then you get out of that and you hop in a $90,000 jacked up diesel and drive home. And it's air conditioned and heated exactly with leather seats but woe is you Mm -hmm. shove it up your ass you're the ones that give us a bad name and you know what these these are the people right here whenever you get the trolls on there and they start talking they say yeah it looks like all that government money is doing you real good isn't it yeah touche touche yeah 
That's just it's such bullshit. Thank a farmer. Well, yeah, thank a farmer. Thank everybody else. Thank the person that works at the grocery store. Thanks to the per- thank the person that works at the restaurant, the gas station. Thank the oil producer. Thank the truck driver. Thank your doctor for helping keep you healthy. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who pulls their own weight to make all of this work. There's like, nothing not noble about working at McDonald's. Right. That is a noble job. Yeah. You're can- there to do a job. And I like their French fries. Why is your damn ice cream machine always broke? <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm serious. You know, people use the word McDonald's as like it's a degrading job. I hate that. Well, if you want to be a McDonald's worker the rest of your life. There's nothing wrong with being a McDonald's. You realize, I saw a TikTok of a guy that started out at McDonald's at 15, 16 years old. He worked his ass off. He did not go to college. He ended up being manager at his particular restaurant, then promoted to a regional manager at 45 years old. He just retired with $2 million in the bank mm. because part of McDonald's pay package is they give you stock, stock options, Okay. You, you have the option of getting McDonald's stock. So if you're there working, then you can make the company better. Hey, that stock's going to go up, generally speaking. And an old boss who was a manager at McDonald's, she worked her way through college, got her CPA license through college working at McDonald's. Right. That's why I, I hate it when people, like, they, they it's not demonized, it's, it's just, they make fun of people who work at fast food restaurants or gas stations or anything. It makes me so damn mad. How arrogant can you be? That's true. And I think that this is a part of our society that everybody gets an award. Everybody gets an award. Let's normalize not meddling people for doing what they're supposed to be doing. Right. You know, like some of these men out there want to be congratulated for being a good husband or like on TikTok, you know, they'll be like, I'm bragging. They, they won't come out and say it. They'll just say, I gave my wife the day off today. She's working hard and she's a stay at home mom. And I'm just going to let's normalize. Like that's just being a good husband. That's right. What, that's right. Why do you have to bring attention to yourself on like, be humble and move on with life. Be a good person. Be a good husband, wife, whatever. Right. And well, this this all started with a viral word. video, and it, it, I shouldn't say it all started. It got heated up with a viral video that one of my TikTok friends, and she's a nice lady. I met her down in uh, Louisville. Uh-huh. Ag with Emma is her name on TikTok, and she made a pretty cool video. It, it yeah. It, she edited it. Took time. Uh, I'm tired of that Johnny Cash song that you hear over and over with it but it was a it was a as a a montage of a person it was her grabbing a can of green beans off the grocery store but then it clicks to the farmer in the field Mm -hmm. and then grabbing your next item and then it clicks to a lady crying because it finally rained and obviously they were in a drought i mean it, it was a good video don't get me wrong but it seemed like people just, and this past week, anybody that duetted that video, for some reason, it came across my feed and I got really tired of it. You did? I did. Because I'm just like, yeah, I thank a farmer, but damn it, we don't do anything special. This is our job. We picked this job. This job did not pick us. If we don't like farming, because you don't like to take the chance that there might be a drought or that it might rain too much, you can't get your mm-hmm. crop in or out, don't be a farmer. It's not for everybody. But I, you know why I farm? Dirty little secret. What? 
to make as much effing money as I possibly can. <laughs> Isn't that why everybody works? See, that's what I thought. But like, see, I guess uh, it's even more noble when you farm. Oh. And I just, I hate it. You're a noble man. Well, let's let's make sure we thank those guys who are cutting the grass during the summertime, too. <laughs> or putting up Christmas lights. Well, you know? Let's hey, just you know thank what? them all. I thank a mortician. Because if we didn't yeah. have them, we'd have dead bodies laying everywhere. Right. Like, I, we never talk about that. No. Nobody's ever talking about the mental health of a mortician. <laughs> My girlfriend, Lindsay's a boy. Like, she went to school for that. That's right. Mortuary I forgot science. about that. Yeah, the last person in the world you'd probably think studied that. You want to talk about... A de- <laughs> you want to talk about oh. what I would consider a pretty... It, it would have to be pretty depressing. Yeah. To be a mortician. Let's talk about Mental Health Week for morticians. Why are we not saying that we need more mental health awareness for morticians? Your whole life revolves around watching Death. people cry. Oh, yeah. And sometimes in the, in the, in the horrible cases of a, of a kid. Yes. Even worse. I, thank a mortician. Thank a mortician. Huh. Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. You know, all we're doing right now. Uh-huh. Is demonstrating absurdity by being absurd. Rush used to do that all the time. Exactly. But in all actuality, thank the guy that built the tractor. Thank the guy that built the combine. Or the coffin. Thank for thank the guy that's standing behind the parts counter at the parts store. Or the guy who's digging the gravesite. Thank a mortician. With an excavator. Exactly. Thank, yeah. thank Swanson excavating. Yep. He's buried a lot of people. Yep. Dug a lot of holes. See, Thank that's you, what I'm Seth. saying. We're all just spokes in Thank the wheel. Thank you to the oil producer who produced that to be refined down to diesel so that Seth could run his excavator and dig the hole. For the dead body. For the dead person that the mortician just fixed up. Yep. You know, we should all take a moment of silence for morticians right now. <laughs> okay. This is being absurd. Yes. We're just yes. being stupid. But, yes. but what I'm saying is it just takes... We're all spokes in this yeah. wheel. It takes yeah. all of us to make this go around. And there's not one damn job that's more noble than another whenever both jobs are being done honestly. Yes. As long as you're making an honest living, mm-hmm. an honest buck, that's noble. Right. Does it mean you deserve to be thanked and praised upon? If somebody wants to thank you, cool. But to get on social media and parade how proud of yourself that you are uh-huh. because of what you do, it's it's kind of like somebody you enter they introduce you or you you are introduced to this person they put out their hand hi I am a Rahib Saul a medical doctor University of Stanford uh. and I'm like well I don't care that you're an MD and I don't care where you went to college why did you just identify yourself like that because that's that's how you do it like no but to me it's like you're a dork <laughs> like you must be hi, super I'm Ryan, hi I'm Ryan Peter and I have a John Deere tractor. <laughs> and I graduated okay. University of Bone Gap. <laughs> I've got the IQ of a mailbox. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I don't know. That, 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 those things just get on my nerves. And me and Tony and Cody were talking about that this week. And just like, yeah. it just completely gets on my nerves to watch these damn farmers in millions and millions of dollars worth of equipment. But you know, much some nicer people, than what I've got. And I'm not jealous. Yeah. Bitch about how tough they've got it. Go, just go But Ryan, you know, some people are talking about the mental health of farmers and nobody talks about the mental health of farmers. Where does that come from? Why are farmers committing suicide? You know, that's, 
And I'm sorry that this is prolonging our entire podcast timing, but what, and you're not going to work because we're continuing our conversation, but where does this come from? I don't know. Because I feel like a strong man, well, and, and typically men are farmers, so that's why I say man. I feel like a strong man doesn't deal, like you have control over your thoughts, right? Yeah, generally so, speaking. So why are you getting, I mean, I don't understand why farmer suicide awareness is. It's such a big thing. I don't understand that. Well, like, I, and and it's just because I'm dumb to it. Like, I'm naive I to asked, it because I don't know. I won't. I won't use any names. I did okay. ask somebody here the other day, last month. Okay. About this person knew a person who committed suicide. A farmer who committed suicide knew him. Mm-hmm. And there was one down the road, you know, a few years ago. Yeah. Down here. Yeah. But I, as I was talking to this guy about this other person that committed suicide, I, he went on to say. Yeah, farming's been kind of rough this year, or past couple years. You know, obviously, there's probably some financial strain. But then he found out his wife was cheating on him. And uh, it's like, okay, well, just wives cheat on more than just farmers. And now, would I ever yeah. would I ever think that's a good reason to take your own life? I don't think there's ever a good reason to take your own life. But that gets chalked up as farmer suicide? No, that's just life suicide. That's just... yeah. <laughs> just because you're a farmer like it's throw oh it's so bad being a farmer his wife was cheating on him yeah oh yeah like a banker's wife hadn't cheated on him right, <laughs> I mean, right. come on right so okay so there's more there's more to the story than yeah, just then, then, farmer why do, i'm sick and tired of farmers just getting all this attention hmm. farmer suicide farming so tough thank a farmer Whatever. We were looking at the prices of combines and stuff, and that like that's a lot of money, yeah. Yeah, if, if you don't want to spend it, don't. And if you don't like the industry, get the yeah. hell out of it. But I, right. don't go spend it and then want me to say thank you. Yeah. That's just bullshit. Let's all take a moment of silence and say a prayer for our, our people that work at funeral homes <laughs> because it is an extremely <laughs> stressful job. I can't imagine being around that much mourning. Honestly, I can't. I like to laugh. No, I, we're kind of joking but you know what there's an element of truth here yeah you're (laughs) exactly right right but i don't pray for our farmers that are having a mental hard time and the just because they're farmers yeah just because they're farmers you know what go ahead and say a prayer for our sheriffs because they're having a tough time right now too damn right and they go out there and they they put their lives on the they put their lives on the line not their bank accounts their entire life yeah so thank a sheriff Thank, Thank a police you. officer. Thank you, Derek. Thank you, everybody in the military. Yep. Thank you, Jeremy from Panama City. You're in the military. You protect yep. us. Yep. What? Why? Why do? Why do we not see all kinds of military members online, mm-hmm. social media, patting themselves on the back about how hard they've got it? Right. You know, coming back from. I bet war you in the hills of. Or... Af- I bet you in the hills of Afghanistan, it wasn't very easy for for Marcus Luttrell. Mm-hmm. But I, I, yeah, he got a book written because of the of what happened. It was an incredible story. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, seeing him on TV, he talks about it. I've never got the feeling that he is looking for anybody, anybody, mm-hmm. to come say, dude, you're awesome. Pat you on the back. Thank you for what you do. Yeah, no, he's not looking for that. He's so like, why this, do this farmers? This is my job. This is what I did. This is I'm serving my country, and this is what I did to keep you protected. Right. This is just part of it. Yeah. So... 
Oh, speaking this of is... Jeremy from Panama City. Yeah. There is a hurricane forming. Oh. And it's got its bullseye. You know what? Say a prayer for Jeremy from Panama City. Well, you're good at that. Go for it. Thank you, Jesus, that all of those homes are protected from wind damage and flooding damage and that everything is in place. And you know what? Let's just tell that energy to move out. That's right. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Now, it looks like, I mean, some models take it a little bit east of Panama City. Other ones are taking a little bit west. I haven't seen the Bone Gap model yet and what it's saying it's going to do. Uh-huh. <laughs> you, you, you think we're going to get some showers out of this? No. Or rains? No. No. I, I, no it looks rains? to me like okay. it's going to go east of us. Okay. But right. I haven't seen the Bone Gap model. All so. right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I, 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 I hope nobody has any damage down there. And right. Just um, say a quick prayer for anybody down there in, right. in Panama, Jeremy and Julie specifically, and the kiddos. So, yep. um, I really, I am going to be serious about this prayer. Also, um, farmers are gearing up for harvest. If they haven't started, they've already started. They're in full swing. Um, accidents happen. Car accidents happen. Tractor accidents happen. You know, kids run off in the ditch because they're getting ran off the road by another vehicle. You know, keep all of these things in mind when you are passing farm equipment. I think it's, it is extremely important and it is every single driver's responsibility to take it easy and practice your patience right now. Totally agree. So thank you, Jesus, that we have a safe harvest, that our equipment and new equipment is going to run perfectly and smoothly and um, that everybody is going to stay safe. Amen. Amen. That was a good prayer right there. Okay. Hairbands of harvest. Yes. Man, people like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to tell you something. Joe from Lancaster, Ohio, you did a great deed. Yes. <laughs> for the Bushels and Barrels program with hairbands of harvest. Recommendation, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I, so Holly and I are big hairband people. Yeah. Holly from St. Louis. Holly, well, we went to Marion to together. Evansville. We from went to Marion, yeah. and then she moved up to St. Louis. Now she's heading back to Evansville, so um, that's awesome. But we spent an entire year following around a band that came to Carbondale, and it was Hairbangers Ball, and we went every time. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I've been to Hairbangers a few times. I had zero dollars, and I still went. Right, right. <laughs> we had such a good time. So a lot of these songs bring back fantastic memories. So Right. Well, here is Holly's request. You know, I didn't think Bon Jovi was really a uh, hair band. Uh-huh. But when I uploaded this song, I watched the video. Total hair band. Yeah. <laughs> Those guys had hair. Know. For sure. But anyway, here you go. Thank a mortician. Leah Thomas is still a boy. Jesus is always going to be king. You were born in America. And don't forget to be one. We will be here probably next Sunday morning, guys. Maybe Friday, most likely Sunday. Adios. <laughs>